Coming to you from Final Third Cigar and Whiskey Lounge in Ingalls, Indiana. Indiana's exclusive Aladino Cigar Lounge. It's Final Third Friday. All right. Oh, there you go. You got the clap in. That was I did. Big. There you go. There we go. That's going to be a running bit for us now. What? On the one that I edited for this week, I did a weak clap, and you're like, that that sucked, Isaiah. That was pretty weak. That was pretty bad. That's all right. doesn't really much matter, though. You'll grow into your hands one of these days once you get that beer going. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> you got to get started on my bro game. Bro game. Bro game. We need to actually write a jingle for that and have it as one of our sponsors. Bro game. Bro game. As you start doing it. And have it grow yeah. out. We'll do it. We'll do a bit. That'd well, welcome back to Final Third Fridays. <laughs> I'm Isaiah. And I'm Rob. And today we thought we would do a nice little celebratory pairing since this is going to be um, sh- coming out just the day before New Year's Eve. Yeah. Um, we are going to be pairing the Camacho Pre Embargo cigar. This was made by the Aroas back when they owned Camacho. Um, the, the filler on this was aged in Cuba, taken to Honduras. So it's got 60 plus years of age on the filler and it is actually wrapped um, with a 99 Jamastron, I always pronounce that wrong, Corojo (laughs) wrapper. The binder is Honduran Corojo. Um, so this is a nice celebratory cigar. It was rolled about 18, 19 years ago. Yeah. Um, just really stellar cigar. And they we were pairing that uh, today with something Sitting special. at 1999 a piece, yeah. so not terrible prices as no. far as celebratory sticks, but it definitely is something special. And not a bad price, really, for what a true Cuban tastes like, too. Yeah. So. so we're pairing that today with Aberlour Abunda. This is a Speyside single malt scotch. It is a scotch for bourbon lovers, especially cash strength, because this is coming to us at 121.8 proof. Hell yeah. Yeah. So uh, can't beat that. Got a giant cork on it and wax. So, you know, it's good. It's got to be good. It's got to be good if it has a wax top. Absolutely. The thing that always shocks me with scotch is just how clear it is. I know. So light. It's like. uh, Well, they don't. Well, they use X bourbon barrels. Yeah. So I guess the chart, the chart notes card already been taken out first use. Yeah. Oh. That's what I'm talking about. It's almost grapey. Yeah. A little citrusy, grapey. Yeah. But the um, man, the sides of the nose just nice. With this, with it being a scotch, I mean, if you've had a lot of scotch, you know, scotches tend to be more of the 80 to 90 proof range traditionally. Yeah. Um. This one here, you get that you get that little bit of the Kentucky burn in the nose when you're sniffing it. Oh yeah, it's nice. Oh yeah. Cool. Well, let's get this thing going. So, so we were actually recording this on the day of our Christmas party here. We are at Final Third. So we're a little ahead of the schedule, but um, that's why we're dressed in our Santa gear today. Yeah. If you watched last week's, I'm wearing the same thing in it, but. It's because he didn't okay. go home this week. Yeah. Well, hi, Bob. <laughs> Do you want to come on over? No. No. He's good. good. So uh, this does have a closed foot on it. Yes. So you can uh, you can light it one of two ways, but we got to do a cold draw first. Yeah, with the closed foot, you definitely get a little bit more of a constricted draw, which you're going to. It's like Fig Newtons for it me. It is. Yeah. 
Chocolate-covered Fig Newton. There you go. Mm. I'll take it. Let's go. All right, get her lit. So, yeah, again, like you said, the closed foot, I just light it up because you're going to get all that flavor. And sometimes when you light up one with a closed foot, especially as closed as this one, after you've lit it, got that nice flavor in your mouth, you can just touch it up a little bit just to get any, any stragglers along the sides. Oh, so it's like white bread toast. There's a little bit of spice on the palate for me. And some spice in the nose. Yeah. It's definitely got a nice um, spicy retrohale right off the start. Yeah, it does. Now, I know this cigar pretty well, and it does change, uh, but that that initial spice on a very fresh palate is really yeah. nice on the nose. Yeah, I'm extremely fresh palate. I have not smoked a cigar since Saturday. Wow. Isn't that sad? A week. A week. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's That's been a, fresh a crazy, right there. crazy busy week. Man. Have you been drinking bourbon, though? Yeah, yeah. You so have I, to. That's what I figured. You got to get through your day. It's a requirement. It's going to get my, get my lunchtime bourbon. Mmm. Whoa. So, go and smoke to sip. The Abunda is almost perfumey floral. Yeah. Like, and it almost, it, it reminds me almost of a cranberry. Like I could see that. Weird, it's like just kind of like uh, I don't know, like somebody's making um, the cranberry jelly or whatever it is. <clears throat> the sauce. I can see like, that. Not that's like simmering a not on sweet. the stove. Yeah, yeah. like a, uh, like cranberry sauce Thanksgiving. More of the sour, not the sweet. Yeah. Hey, Lisa. Did did you already turn the fans on? Okay. I couldn't tell. I just wanted to make sure. Otherwise, we were going to smoke the place out, but I was just in here smoking. We were. Wow. That is... That's probably... This is probably the wildest pairing that we've done so far for me. Definitely unique. Because uh, the spice kicks up in the cigar a lot more. Which yeah. This is a this is a solid medium, and in most cases, it's smoking more like a mild to medium. Right now, it's smoking like a medium, medium full. Yeah, that uh, and that retro man is that retro hail is getting me. It's lighting I me mean, up a little bit. I have not. Again, I'm about as fresh cigar palate. Well, it as I could get. be the fact that we, you know, nosing this, you get that that high proof whiskey in your nose, and then be. all of a sudden you take a puff and you're double dipping on it. Yeah. My goodness, that's crazy! Um, shout out to Scott Johnston, cheers for introducing us to this bottle. Uh, yeah, that was a fun time. Um, Scott so came in here. here here's the deal: if there is something you would like to see here, or something you're excited about, <coughs> catch Rob or I and give us a sample. Give it to us in a blind, like Scott did. Yeah. And this one just shocked us. Like, we didn't know what the bottle was until after we had already drank it and put in our gas, put in our proof gas, all of that stuff. Really, 
But we don't get to do that very often. And so no. many bottles, you'll just pass up because of who it's made by. Right. The proof point. There's a million other factors, price, all that stuff. But when you're tasting something completely blind, there's you, no bias. There's no bias at yeah. all. Yeah. I mean, that's like, you know, um, when he first brought out, he brought out a Highland Park. Um, it wasn't the 12. It was the Highland Park, though. Cash strength. Um, cash strength. So we were pretty sure. We, we knew that one was a scotch. Um, this one here, we were we were fooled a bit because it definitely is all the scotch notes. Yeah. But it's got a lot of the light whiskey bourbon notes, too, or, or American whiskey um, notes as well. So yeah. it was just kind of one that tricked us pretty pretty well. It really did. It, it's super fruity, uh, super fruity and floral. And floral, yeah. Like honestly, reminds me like the same floral notes that I get in a lot of the younger MGP that's coming out nowadays. Like there was a bottle that we had in here that was magnolia something. Magnolia, that's what um, it was. Yeah. And it was uh, very floral, extremely floral, but it was like four to five year MGP. And I tasted this, and I thought that's probably like that could be that, except for the color. And the flavor is better, and that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean it doesn't. I mean, drink magnolia like wasn't hot. bad. It, it was just, just doesn't. Magnolia drinks like hot lava. Yeah. So yeah, and it what, was at one twenty-five proof. Right. Well, and that's that's one thing. You know, you're talking about floral and kind of fruity. I mean, you get that traditionally from a Speyside Scotch. Yeah. Um, Think McAllen. McAllen's got that similar kind of floral, fruity kind of notes to it, depending on if you're double cask or sherry cask. This one's not finished. No. Uh -uh. This is just straight up single malt, um, right at their original cask string. So. Yeah. And it's batch number 004, if anyone's actually counting. 004. I think we need to get one through three now, just for science. Because science is very important on the show. I'll support you in this endeavor. Thank you. Yeah, we should do. We should do uh, something like that. We on uh, on the next episode. What we should do, Rob, is get those flat boards out and set up blinds for each other. Let's do that. Okay, that could be our, our um, first of the year pairing yeah. or episode. And also, I want you to start thinking about this too. Our first episode of January. What I'd like us to do is to rate our top either three or five cigars of, of last year. New okay. cigars, not That's just easy. because I love my Mil Diaz. I'm going to put it in there. New cigars of the year. Well, the now, Mil Diaz will show up. It it's can't the be Marinitos. the Marinitos, which would, should hit the, the list. But, that better you know, hit yours, too. That would... Oh, it will. But oh, my gosh. That's the only one we're going to share. Yeah. Let's don't share any more yeah. of them. Um, it'll be fun to do that, and then what we can and do is we'll... Um, if I remember, I'm going to bring them with me. You know what we ought to do? We ought to talk to to Will and um, Chris and some of the guys here that come in here and have them help set up the blind for us. Okay. Um, otherwise, you and I are going to know what four they are. So we'll find some people to actually set the blind up for us. Oh, so and we're going to be battling each other. See who can no, get the closest? I don't think it's... Badly, I just think it's like going yeah. through it and talking about each one yeah. of them. I think that'll be fun. That'd be cool. But uh, you know, I could pour one for you and then you pour one for me. Do it blind like that. We could do that. We could do that. 
if we can't find somebody to. I, my fear is if Lisa does it, there will be no continuity in the blind, and she'll which just, honestly could be good. Could be. Throws, but could completely throw if us she off. She throws a low proof before a high proof. It's like all bets. Oh, are off. she's gonna throw you blackberry whiskey, baby. <laughs> I'd be able to see that by the color, man. Well, that's that true. stuff comes out purple. Purple, purple. Put blackberry whiskey mixed with JTS Brown, and we'll make it look just like Maverick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. we just uh, we just switched over our uh, cheap lighters to Firebird. Yeah, great uh, lighters. Is going well for you, Rob? Moment, talking the microphone. Oh, okay. Yeah, I um, actually I started using one just to test it out, and just like the other one, I mean the other one was a great lighter too. This one has a huge tank on it. I filled it up on Wednesday. Okay. And last night I topped it off just for today, but it was not even halfway down yet. Wow. And that's five five plus cigars a day. So the, massive tank. the thing that I love, I mean, we, we were running paleos before this, and you kind of had to watch with them where you're throwing the uh, butane because you could just end up shooting it back at you. Yeah. This is about as foolproof as they get, and you just slam it on I there. I will say that one's fill. very similar. Is um, it? It, it's, it can still catch on. It's more of the nozzle on the butane can than oh, it is okay. the, the lighters. Yeah. Um, the one thing I have noticed with both of them a little bit is when you're using it and you got your hand like that and you flip it up and do it, you tend to mess with your finger down here. Oh, okay. And I've actually adjusted the dial slightly a is couple that, of times. Is uh, it that loose? It, no, no, it's not uh, loose at all. It no. takes some effort. Yeah. But it's like just that habit of just kind of moving your finger when you're lighting. Uh-huh. It's probably just me. But it probably is just But I do you. like those lighters a lot. And again, the the Firebird lighters are eleven bucks. Yeah. It's a it's one of those lighters I'd say you know, that, that's going to be, re, re, to me, that replaces the Cyclone. The Cyclone used to be kind of the workhorse in the industry. Um, they did some stuff that I don't know what they were doing, changing some of the nozzles, and yeah. they kind of dropped in quality. Um, this is now my go-to where I'm going to have one in the car, one at the house, one everywhere. I mean, and the beautiful thing about this is if you're having a guy's night, you could fill this up once and, and have, share this lighter with... Yep. Probably 20 other people. Where we, where I kind of joke about it. You know, he and I are both using the Calibri um, Stealth, Stealth 3. three. And uh, absolutely fantastic lighter to go out and smoke. But I'm smoking five to eight cigars a day. I'm refilling this at least once a day. Yeah. But most people don't smoke like uh-uh. I do. So this one here, literally, like I said, I could, I could use this thing. Actually, I'm going to test that out in this next week. Okay. I'm going to see how many days it takes before I have to fill it up on me using it. Yeah. And um, I guarantee it'll last a week. And that's that's going to be 50-plus cigars. Well, and a lot of the so. issue with you is relights. Yeah. Working of, working in the shop, mm-hmm. like, Rob, Rob and I can say... Fill this once a day when I'm here. I normally get about a day and a half. Yeah. But I'm, I will set my cigar down in strategic locations so that I can grab it as I'm walking back out of the humidor. Yeah. And, I uh, tend to talk a little longer. Yeah. Yeah. Rob's a talker. So, but, uh, so this Bob, is, we can't get him to stop talking behind the camera yeah. right now. He just he will not <laughs> stop. But, uh, this, this, uh, <laughs> It's right. Yeah. It's right. Um, this lighter, fantastic. 
Uh, I have no complaints about it. I like really, it. Really, the only thing would be that tank size, but for most people, That's it's no perfect. Problem. Well, and in all honesty, there's not too many high-end lighters out there that have a big tank. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're putting more money in the mechanism and the weight and all that than they are going to put in a small tank. And again, I mean, I don't know if over time if having butane in a lighter for long term is bad for the mechanisms. I wouldn't think so. I figured you would know that. You're the lighter whisperer. I, I can get them. I can get them working. Yeah. I don't know about the inner workings. I need to see. Oh my god. By the way, Bob is Isaiah's dad. Yes. So yeah. just so you know, and Isaiah. And you probably can't hear him right now. But he's putting he's, his Christmas list in with Isaiah right now. He's telling me I need now. to get him a Calibri Stealth Three. So. No, I think you need to get him one of those Astorias. <laughs> yeah, your lighter did go bad. I probably should get him a lighter. You should get him a lighter. I know a guy that can hook you up. I, I know it. I know that <laughs> same guy. <laughs> He's such a great guy. <laughs> if you think so. <laughs> um, this week, which will be last week. I don't know. We're, we're a couple of weeks out at this point or, or a week out. Well, got it, the uh, crown heads. Uh, Osner family cigars. Pice Anastasia. Might be gone by the time this airs, but I'm going to hold a couple back for the um, for the one year. One Is it a 12 boxes. box? It's a 12 count box. I already got one set back for you. Thank you. Um, can't have two. You don't have one. One box. Well, it'll be my shift cigar too. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Wait, that's your shift cigar. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is our recording cigar. <laughs> He's got his recording, recording cigar, his shift cigar. cigar. I got to go to the bathroom cigar. Yes. It's all those Clean cigars. Clean up cigar. Actually, I don't clean up. Already into 23. Already into 23? What are you talking about? 23. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, th- th- this will be, this will air this will two days before 2023. Yeah. This is our New Year's Eve special, so that's why I've got a bell on my hat. Yeah. Well, no, actually, that's for Christmas. But to, to ring in the new year. There's no bell inside of it. You took it out? It wasn't one in it. I'm like, well, that's kind of a crappy bell. Is that one of the ones that came off of the bow over there? Or no, you get it? it was one that she had for the, the Christmas sweater contest. Gotcha. And there was a whole pack of them back here. Not a single one had a bell in it that I saw. <laughs> Did she get gypped? I, guess, I think they're for looks. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, honestly, that's understandable. You get uh, bells on a sweater, and oh. it's annoying before it's fun. Yeah, well, yeah. It's never fun. Well, I don't know. I really took you as a bell on the sweater sort of guy, Rob. A couple right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, my gosh. So one thing I will tell you about these cigars, again, like I said, with all the age and everything else, they come in five packs. Um, we do sell them individually, too. But you can come in here and get a five-pack of pre-embargo Cuban cigars for 100 bucks. You're going to spend 100 bucks plus on, a, on one Bihique. Now, yeah. am I saying this is good a Bihique? I don't know. I'm not gonna spend a hundred bucks on a Bihike to Bihike to find out. So, yeah. I smoked a lot of Cubans, and I will tell you, there's not 
The only Cuban I think that I've had that was better than this was a Monte Cristo number two. And it had like five years of age on it, and it was delicious. This is also probably the moment. It was with the, the buddy I was hanging out with smoking, and you know, Nick unlike, Ferguson. Shout out to you, buddy. Unlike Mickey, you didn't have to kiss a bunch of guys to smoke it. I did not. Yeah. did not. Mickey Shout apparently likes you, that. Mickey. Cheers. Hey, Mickey. You're, You're so, so fine. fine. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I can't believe we just did that. We didn't clap, though. So we're not really that what weird. Who are you clapping? Man, that ge- keeps getting better in the glass. Yeah. There's almost a creaminess to it now. Mm-hmm. It's like the, it's like a creamy caramel without the caramel flavoring. You know what I mean? It's like just very creamy and thick on the palate right now. Is that butteriness? No butteriness, no Buttery, ice cream. flaky. <laughs> very little orange peel. Very little. It is very little orange peel in this. I would say, honestly, now that you say citrus, I, I get a little bit of lemon peel in my mouth right now. I could see that. And it is, it's that floral thing that I'm still associating. It's probably more floral. It's like uh, <laughs> cinnamon cranberries. And I think a lot of the cinnamon and the baking spice quality is coming from this cigar. Mm-hmm. I will say the the retro died down a little bit. It's Honestly, still it's not up be, there. It's not because it's died down. It's because we've been smoking it for a few minutes. Yeah, it's not quite as spicy on the palate now, but it, it's definitely still got some spice. We actually smoked a couple of these on the way over to um, the Wood Hat Pick in Missouri. Yeah, and um, pretty enjoyable. I didn't. You never got one. Well, I never grabbed one from you. Oh. I uh, I was drinking my coffee still, so I was uh, smoking the uh, oh, Spumato and oh. C Major. Another good one. Um, from Crown Heads. Shout out I to you guys. I didn't get any of those, though. Those were all gone, I believe. Yeah. They're really good. I love that cigar. Uh, I don't know. Crown Heads, like mild to mediums lately have been really good. Oh, that, that pipe's Anastasia. Is, is a solid medium yeah. at the most. I mean, it starts off, I would say, more in a mild, but it is so creamy and, f- and flavorful. Um, tastes like yellow. <laughs> tastes like yellow. That's, that's what they're claiming. Tastes like yellow. Tastes like yellow. Tastes like yellow. That's that's what Synesthesia is. Um, it's, it's a crazy good cigar while we have them, if we still have them when you see this. Come in, grab you a couple. I promise you... You won't be disappointed by it. It's a great uh, coffee cigar. It, it's really a great any time of day cigar. It fills the same category as the Mil Diaz for me, that I could smoke it at the beginning or at the end. I think so. The only difference, I feel like the Mil Diaz is a little stronger. Um, but, it is. But it's similar flavor profiles. Not I shouldn't even say similar flavor. They're totally different. You out of here? Yep. See you guys. See you guys. Thank you guys so much. Yep. Appreciate it. We're going to enjoy some food here in a minute. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah, so Isaiah's mom and dad came in, and um, Lisa and, and – and, remind your mom's name. I'm sorry. Sharon. Sharon. God, yeah. I can't remember that. Um, they were talking about the Christmas party, and, and Sharon told Lisa, well, I'll help you make the food. Yeah. She came out here and just absolutely crushed it with a charcuterie board on well, steroids. Well, it's a it's a charcuterie it's a, bar. It is a charcuterie bar because it's the entire bar top here, yeah. full of charcuterie stuff, and it's yeah. it looks great. Hey, Lisa, make sure you get some pictures of that before it starts getting beat up. <laughs> she okay. She she did a great job on that. Yeah. 
So she she's like that. And my dad's super artsy too. Like I tell you, if you get a chance to meet Isaiah's parents, they're just such awesome people. I don't know how they created this thing. <laughs> you gotta be. Were you adopted? Me. No, wasn't adopted. Are you sure? You've seen my dad. Are you sure you're not? You, adopted? you look at my dad and you're like, ah, oh, that makes sense. Everybody <laughs> thinks you're my son. So I know. <laughs> I know. It's like, yeah, I don't get that. But well, my dad could wear glasses, but he wears contacts, so because he's cooler than you. I guess he didn't want. He want to do the old uh, millennial wear the uh, clear glasses thing. I'm sorry. The young pastor wearing the clear glasses thing because that's a thing. That's a real thing. It is a real thing, and I will admit to that. But I like. But they look good on you. I like them. I like clear glasses because it doesn't matter what I wear with them. That's true. That's and, very true. Uh, black glasses break up the face a lot. Uh, so clear glasses are purely for function's sake. You I, get you get like brown glasses. It looks weird if you're in a black suit. Except for if you have bro. You know, blonde hair, brown hair. It's not as big okay. of a deal. Yeah, I can see that. My hair is almost Honestly, black. the reason I switched to these is because I love the way they felt, and yeah. they only came in black. Those jet Ray-Bans? Black. Yeah. Yeah. I love Ray-Bans. I don't know what brand so. these are. How's it going? Good. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's in the Jeep. It's in the trunk of the Jeep. Take my keys. You have to unlock it, babe. Yeah, it's in it's in the back truck. It's all um, I've got it all packaged up. I have all the the steaks in it. Every, everything's in there. Actually, are you using it as a smoke tent? No. Okay. Okay. Well, there is a computer fan in one of the vents up above that I put in. I th- I left it for you. If you don't want it, I'll get it from you or whatever. But I use that because when I if I did smoke in it. Man. Well, then you might leave it in there. You plug it in, and it just pulls the smoke out. So it's nice. Right. Well, thanks, bud. No problem. Thank you. Good to see you, man. Thank you, too. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be back soon. All right. You got it. See ya. Yep. So you sold your... Uh... Sold my ice fishing tent that was my smoke tent. Yeah. So that was a guy local. He, um, he used to walk around town. Um, he just lives a couple blocks from me. And... He always see it back there, and he'd stop a couple times. And say, so, what are you doing back here with that ice fishing tent? Mm-hmm. Like, smoking cigars. Like, Damn, that's an awesome idea. Yeah. So he reached out to me on Facebook and said, "You want to sell it?" I'm like, "Yes, I do." Yes, I do. You so, don't need a tent. You have a whole building now. I do. This is my tent. This is my tent. This is my story. This is. This is song. my song. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And we're killing it with Pra-, all the- praising my boy, <laughs> my, my boy. <laughs> uh, this week, Mickey uh, texted me and he said, "Oh, I know, I got it." He too. said, "I did not realize how funny Hawaiian Pigeon was." He said, "Maybe I was just so nervous when I was on the show with you guys." He <laughs> said, "That's hilarious." Oh, he te- he was texting me. He's like, "Man, I can't find it. I can't find the translation." I'm like, "No, it's a language. It's a language. You got to go into language." He's like, "There it is." There it is. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's how, by the way, we're going to end every show from now on. That's it. In the infamous words of John the Apostle. That's, That's it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't even, uh, not even cheers. It's just, That's it. Mm-hmm. That's all for now. That's all. Yeah. That's all, folks. Uh, it's crazy. It's so funny. So, so funny. We got the Belials coming in now. Oh, yeah. Got the crew. 
But uh, man, that's another shout out. By the way, we need to shout drink. Out. Dave Belisle. Dave Belisle and Sarah. Sarah. Hmm. Not a bad way to start your day getting drunk on high high proof scotch. Yeah. Not a bad day. We got a busy day though, so we mm-hmm. can't be. Uh, or what I'm presuming will be a busy day. It's been a weird week, man. I'll tell you, really? we um, every every day Christmas has been party. slow during the day. I mean, like Friday or yeah, it was yesterday. We had no, no, not yesterday. It was Thursday. Up till four o'clock, I had nobody. Four hours. Four thirty hit, and we had more than a traditional day from four thirty to nine. Oh my goodness! It was just insanely packed. That's enough to make you pull out your hair. It was it was brutal. That is crazy, Rob. It's just a weird season. Uh, it is. I mean, a lot of people weird. are trying to hurry up and get done with work, so they're working a little more hours to get it done, so they can take all of next week off. I yeah. get it. I would be too. Yeah, it's a. But I can't. Dude, it's been a wild week for me. So, so we're like. To, we're a we're just about a week out from Christmas when we're recording this. Yeah, this week has been crazy. We well, had all the this, churches are man during yeah, Christmas. We had all this drywall work done and on in the sanctuary right before Christmas. Well, at the beginning of December, oh. and then we had a bunch of things happen. Oh, so this week ended up being painting, painting week. week. Oh. So, oh, so you have a nice, fresh smell of paint in the sanctuary tomorrow morning, huh? Yes, yes. They were finishing up. Well, I painted Monday through Wednesday and got all the walls done. And then uh, another guy there is finishing up the ceiling today. All right. So it's just like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> hey, here's the deal. I knew I had carpal tunnel in my hand. Like, but this week has been you feeling it terrible. I woke up Thursday morning trying to eat a bowl of oats. <laughs> I couldn't feel my couldn't hand. Hold, couldn't hold the spoon. No, right. dude. Uh, so uh, I, I went ahead and called up. So I'm I'm gonna end up probably getting surgery on my hand, which is uh, you know okay. I don't know about carpal tunnel. I'd be interesting to find out. Um, and this is totally nothing to do with anything we're doing yeah. here. But um, th- there's that I can't think of what's, what it's called again. Um, g- something genetics, and it's a it's a radio spot they put out. But they actually will will repair things without surgery. Yeah. And it's like um, I think what they're doing is they're using your own your own stem cells and uh. certain and like those little repair shoulders and hands yeah. and all kinds of stuff. I wonder if they could do that with carpal tunnel. I don't know. I don't think it's insurance approved yet. I was watching uh, videos last night, and they cut your hand, like, from here to here, and just, it's a, This is all trigger finger. I've had eight of my fingers, trigger finger releases. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Yeah, that one there is, like, from there to up to your wrist. Yeah. I'm just hoping they don't have to cut into my tattoo because that's where I'm hoping to spend. Where's my- your tattoo again? Oh, oh no, it, so it, it, it doesn't go that far. Yeah, but I'm hoping to spend my Christmas bonus on new tattoos. Uh, sorry, living streams. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Sorry, living streams. If Why are you, you sorry? If you don't like my tattoos, there will be more. Lord willing. 
Um, but yeah, I think that's probably going to happen for me in January. That's one of my goals for 2023 is to get my, my arm started. I've only got the one. I want to get the lower half of my arm done in 2023. Yeah. Well, uh, if I end up with that surgery, which I'm hoping happens. So it's either carpal tunnel or cubital tunnel. I don't know. They have to do tests. So cubital tunnel is You're the, too young to have that, dude. It, it's because of music school, I swear. Yeah. So you're just talking about repetitive motion for hours and hours and hours on end. And then also typing, which reading and typing is my was my entire major in uh, undergrad. Like, that's all I did. So it's like cubital is the nerve that uh, runs along your elbow. Yeah. And it'll get pinched in your elbow and right. they'll mess, mess it up. So they'll either move that or it's carpal tunnel in the hand. I don't know. Say hi to Lisa. Lisa. So this cigar has turned graham crackery and... Um, There's something else there too. Graham cracker and Oh my gosh. There's a little bit of creaminess there, but I can't think of what it's not like a marshmallow. It's just a graham crackery note right mm. now. It's like uh the cinnamon grams for me. Yeah, maybe it's the cinnamon. I'm I'm feeling a little bit of cinnamon. Actually there, too. there are these uh graham I think they're graham crackers, but I get them at the uh Mexican grocery store and it's not just like cinnamon sugar on top. In fact, there's no cinnamon sugar on top It's just like baked into the graham cracker. How's, how you doing Dave? And it's a uh, heavy cinnamon. You're good. So You can stop by and say hello if you want. Yeah. Hey after you grab some <laughs> sticks come on over and tell everybody tell what, what you, you grabbed. Bought. Yeah <laughs> But uh, yeah, so it's like unsweetened cinnamon graham to Dave to Dave As if I need another excuse to take a drink, but, you know, but why not? This keeps reminding me of just s- simmering cranberries and cinnamon on a stove. Like, it's, it's that really slight a- acidic, a lot of that floral. It's sweeter, but it's more like white sugar sweetness than it would be like brown sugar. Yeah. Like, it is yeah. It is sweet, but it's not that thick molasses no. caramel sweet. It's definitely, you're right, it's definitely more of that white sugar. Yeah, I don't know. This is great. It, this is this is an odd pairing as far as these things goes because yeah. normally we do like I don't know things that are extremely familiar, right? You know, we pull out coconut cream pie. Still right. thinking about that marinados. Um, do you have any left of that? Yeah. Dang. You need one. I might. Okay. Maybe okay. We, maybe we smoke those on our on our show. When we're talking about our best cigars of the year. That's fine. You or actually, that's what we ought to do. You pick one. I'll pick a different one of my, from my list, and that's one we'll smoke during the show. Yeah. Well, if you want to, I, I get That's you, all right. I'm, I might have a couple back, but I don't remember where I would have put them if I did. Yeah, because I've got... There's Chloe. I think I've got four singles in a box. Oh, good. You got a few left then. Yeah, I ended up buying two boxes of it. Such a good cigar. Such a good stick. And that, customers of Final Third, is why you couldn't get more of them because he bought them all. No, here's the uh, deal. No, what? Uh, 
I bought a box and then I waited a month and a half and they were still sitting around. That's true. So I bought another box. And I will say. So don't get on me when you when you can't find LEs. You had your time. I think part of that, and this is this is something maybe maybe Crown Heads, maybe they like what they're doing. I think it's the shape of that box. Because to put it on a shelf, you have to put it long ways yeah. or up upright because there's no way to put it sideways because the box is that long. Yeah. And you're taking up two and a half box spaces for it. Yeah, so it's, so it's, it it's a 12-count box and they're not stacked. No. So you could do you could do the size of six Toros double stacked, but no. Yeah. No need, I, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I wish they would because I think people would see it better. And I, and honestly, I don't, I don't know. Maybe placement in the humidor would help with that too. But it, it's I, I will say we sold a lot of them after we did that pairing. That's for sure. Because that pairing was insane. Yeah. Yeah, I love the, well... Eric Jansen, shout out to him. Shout out. Um, Cheers. He had never had much crown heads and never had a Mildeus. And now he's a fan. I traded him a Marinitos for blood medicine. And that was his first Mildeus ever. And and I told him, I said, this is the best Mildeus you will ever have. It is. Like... Uh, the it's regular Mildeus is very, very good. I love the regular Mildeus. Yeah. But th- this one is a Mildeus on steroids. It really and, is. Uh, and not that it's, like, super strong. No. Flavors on steroids. It really just turns up all the flavors on it, which yeah. is my perfect world. Yeah. Just, so. Is that you beeping? Yeah. I got to change my pump out here in a minute. Okay. Um, so the, the little bit more about this Camacho, and I, I think I touched upon it a little bit. Um, so the Aroa, Julio Aroa, um, he started in Cuba making cigars in 1947. And um, when Fidel Castro went insane, he, you know, everyone defected Cuba. He went to Honduras in 60, 61 was when the re, rebranding of Jerry Tobacco and the Jerry Tobacco Farm in Honduras started. He, um, he took all of his tobacco he grew in Cuba with him to Honduras and didn't have a lot to do with it. They started the Camacho brand back, and I don't even know when they started that. I would assume probably 60s, 70s, something like that. Probably 60s. Well, it could um, be 62. It could have been 62. Well, that's what the band says. Yeah. But that, I, I, yeah, something like that. But they, they started Camacho and his, um, his son, Christian, which he's the owner of CLE Cigars now, yeah. um, was a big part of that. Husto was as well, but Husto also had a, a corporate job at that time. Um, and so Christian was a part of that. Well, Christian and Julio sold Camacho to Davidoff and... Um, during that time where where they had sold it off there was like a six year period where they had a they had signed a non compete where they wouldn't make cigars for six years. Mm-hmm. So Julio had all this tobacco um, and he just he rolled it up in little Rothschilds and that's where we get these vintage selections we've got in the humidor right now. Yeah. And all these all these cigars have six, seven, eight years of age on them and they're delicious. Uh, but this was one of the ones that they did as kind of a nod to their Cuban heritage um, and also to show people 
how good Cuban tobacco was at one Absolutely. point. Absolutely. Um, yeah. A lot of the Cuban tobacco you get now is just straight up earthy, and that's really about it. This still has complexity because it's it's still Corojo. Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, it, it tastes like Aladino Corojo. It does. So it's cool to see them go from Cuban soil to Honduran soil, and all they did was they upped their game and, may, and actually grow better Corojo now than they did back when they were in Cuba. So yeah, pretty cool process. Amazing family. Um, when we're recording or when we're when we post this video, um, we're going to be about three weeks from heading down, three to four weeks from heading down to Honduras to actually visit the farm. Yeah. Um, and that so being said, to see that. the shop will be open. It will be open. While they're in Honduras. Um, Isaiah, Isaiah, Tam, and Chloe will be in here working. Yep. So come in here and make them work hard. Please. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll be uh, bored out of my mind. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, man, it's a, this is a stellar cigar. I, it really is. I, I don't know. I have no complaints about it. It burns evenly. I've touched it up just out of just being crazy. Well, about and I relit it just it. because I was talking and I yeah. let it go a little bit. It's, it's definitely a cigar. Again, you got, you got, what is it, 19 years now of age on the roll? Yeah. And the age on the, the filler. Um, it definitely, you can see the combustion on it is, is perfect. I mean, these things have been humidified great over the last 18, 19 years. Yeah. Um, but it, it does want to go out a little bit easier if you're not paying attention to uh -huh. it. So it, it's stellar, though. It really is. I tell, I have a, this is still one of our top selling individual cigars we have here. I believe that. And I think it's just because people are like, oh, I want to I see what Cuba used to be like. Well, I, I mean, it, it's it's a special cigar. It is. Um, and, again. Not everybody I, every day has 20 bucks to spend on a stick. No, and you don't have to. Here's There's a great the deal. Or 10 bucks. If you're. Before we run out of these, which seems like it's coming sooner. It could be I coming thought. sooner. Yeah, that. The last couple times I've ordered, they're still showing that they're out of stock. And usually when they're out of stock, it, about a week later, they're back in stock. They're just removing them from one warehouse to the other. Yeah, they're not, they haven't been there for a good 60 days now. So I'm assuming that they may be out. We've got a good selection. I mean, I, I still probably have a good couple hundred or more back there. But again, most people that buy one, smoke it. A lot of people just go in there and grab a five pack to go. Yeah, because they know once these are gone, they're gone. So, uh, special they, once they're gone, they're gone. But they will be available at the one year. Mm -hmm. So they will for sure. And also, if you like the flavors in this one, smoke the original Corojo from Aladino's line. It's very yeah. similar without all the age. Yeah, um, you're going to get got similar quite notes. A bit of age on it though. It does. I mean, they age all their tobaccos before they do anything with them. Which is another reason why their cigars always burn well right off the start. Yeah. Yeah. Aladino does no wrong. Nope. I'm sure they do, but they just don't release it to the public. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, Julio might just be that much of a master that it doesn't matter. Well, and he's he's playing around with a lot of stuff right now, and I, I can't I'm not I can't disclose it, but there are there are two or three blends we're going to get a try when we're in Honduras that could be coming. One of them, which I'm excited about, is going to be coming possibly as a shop exclusive. 
so or a lounge exclusive. So any of the Aladino lounges around the country, there are now four, yeah. two more signed on. Um, so you know those those will be coming around in every state. Do you know where those are? Um, so there's. Uh, I was thinking there's one in California and one in Montana, maybe. But I okay. can ask Lisa. I think Lisa will remember. Yeah. Once she's done. But so. yeah, I, and Aladino is all brick and mortar, aren't they? Yeah. They don't. There's the really only places no you can buy retailers. them online is if it's a brick and mortar that happens to sell online yeah. too. But yeah, nope. They're they're they promote and uh, take care of their brick and mortars, which. If you look at our humidor, 99% of our stuff is that. 95% of our stuff is brands like that. Yeah. Um, and there's a reason for that. You know, they take care of brick and mortars. We want to take care of them, especially I mean, if the cigars are good. I, I mean, and the hard part is with it is if a company is not brick and mortar only, chances are you're going to be able to go on CI and find it for cheaper. Yeah. And uh, Which it, they have a, an advantage because their taxes are... 24% lower than Indiana right well, from the start. As far as I've heard, they're also getting seconds, whether that's for color and stuff like that. I've heard like that, that partially, too, that they get some of the ones that maybe maybe miscolored on yeah. the wrappers, you know, because that's one thing you'll, you'll see in boxes of cigars. You can put the same brand and put four boxes side by side and open them up, and the boxes, each one of them, you're going to see the colors match in that box, but from box to box, they could be slight shades off. Yeah. Not that it's going to taste any different, but they put them in there to make them, make them look more visually appealing. Mm -hmm. And some of the ones I've seen that come out of CI, not that they're bad cigars. I'm sure they're fine, but they may not have all the same matching as well. Yeah. Stuff like that. Or they could have been ones that, who, who knows? I, I'm not even going to get into that because I really don't know 100%. And but most of that's hearsay. The other thing is... If you're ordering from CI, just don't smoke it for like three weeks after you get it. Uh, yeah, you got to get that humidity acclimated yeah. to your environment. Yeah. Because you are coming from Florida where the humidity is already up. And as it transports, it's going to go through all the temperature and humidity changes. I mean, it's no different than a Cuban. You wanna, if you buy Cubans, you want to let them sit in your humidor, honestly, for about a year before you start smoking those. Yeah. But... Hey, Lisa, where were the other two Aladino lounges? Was it Montana and California, or am I totally off? Austin, Texas is the third one, okay. And has the fourth one hasn't signed on. Yeah, okay, okay. So, yeah, yeah. So out west, they're working on it. I know um, I was listening to the, the pulpit this morning a little bit. And there's, a, there's a, a shop down there a guy bought, which actually, pretty sure it's the guy that came in here when he was at the boutique festival. Um, he bought, um, it's called Ash and Elm Cigar Lounge. Ash and Ale. Ash and Ale, thank you. Thank you, yeah. And um, they're, um, but they're opened up down there now, and he's, now, he's um, selling Aladinos now. And I thought that was pretty cool to see him jump on board with Aladino. And yeah. I can't remember if he had smoked those here first or if he talked to Trey Mac first or what, but... It was pretty cool to see him add that to line. Yeah, I haven't listened to that episode quite yet. I think, um, I, again, I mean, I'm biased because we are an Aladino Lounge. We love the Aladino family. Um, 
I, I really feel like Aladino is going to be one of the brands that's going to make a big splash in 2023. Yeah. They're hiring more people for, you know, getting out and, and repping the products. And um, they're getting into more states and more, more shops. more than just Traymac? Yep, they are. And and that's the thing, you know, when it comes – and that one thing I do appreciate, and I know a lot of people don't I appreciate about them, is they – Will not just hire a bunch of people and make it work. They're a slow grower. They want to grow, grow slow. They want to create enough product for everyone they're supporting. Yeah. Now, granted, I will say they're in no shortage of tobacco. There's a lot of farms that are. They have so much tobacco. They're selling some tobacco to some other brands. Yeah. Well, they did do. They did a cigar with Oliva at PCA. Yep. Uh, I, I mean, don't they, remember what that one was called. They but. made. Yeah. Yeah, I had one. It's um, Al- Al- Aladinos or something like that. It's, it's like Aladino, but it's a different word. I don't, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Aliados. Aliados. That's it, yeah. yeah. And that was a good cigar, too, and it was 100%. It was, it was Aladino. It was Aladino. Yeah. It was great. Um, I know he's selling some um, tobacco to, to Rocky because um, Rocky puts out 4,072 different cigars. So he's obviously needing more tobacco. Yeah, you got to keep up with it somehow. And then, but but I will say thing. the other side of it is they won't sell more than they have. Yeah. So they're going to make sure that their lines are taken care of first, which they should. Um, and he's always experimenting. He's always growing different tobaccos. I mean, he was one of the first, maybe the first that I know of, that has been growing Cameroon outside of Cameroon, Africa, yeah. and has actually made it better. Now, some people don't agree with me on that because a lot of the Cameroon out of Africa is a little darker, um, but I really like the flavor of the Aladino Cameroon over over the others. Oh, so, I just think the two different bees, you gotta, they there's still that Cameroon sweetness to there them. Is. And, like, there's some continuity, but... I feel like the regular, like, the African is a little more earthy to where the, the Cameroon from um, Honduras has got a little more of the sweetness to it. That's yeah, the difference for me. That. I can see that. And if you want to see for yourself, the Imperial Jade by La Galera is mm-hmm. an African Cameroon. And then the Aladino Cameroon is Honduran Cameroon. And they're two totally different cigars, and both absolutely. of them are absolutely delicious. Yeah. So. And we have them both here. Here at the Final Third Cigar and Whiskey Lounge, 180 East Broadway, Ingalls, Indiana. 46048. I still don't remember that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I got to keep saying it so I don't forget. Yeah, 46048. Hmm. I don't even remember the zip code of the church I work at, man. Uh-oh. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You just type the address in Google Knows. It does. She's smart. Better be farming all our information, man. Yeah. Tell you what, I've been seeing a lot of these uh, TikTok videos out there of people getting smart, smart aleck talk back from Siri. And I'm like, I, I want to see how to do that, man, because it, it didn't never do that for me. Okay. <clears throat> maybe, maybe she likes me more than other people. I don't know. Speaking of TikTok videos. I know you guys can't watch this, but it's time for Robin Isaiah's TikTok review. Okay. I, th- I think you're going to watch this. All right, Beavis. Hilarious. Are you butthead or Beavis? I don't care. I haven't seen it. Um, All right. This is a video of a church Christmas pageant. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. It's pretty good. 
Oh. Watch anyway. You have to be on the microphones hear it. So they're this is a riveting podcast. It is. It is. They're on the stage. There's this kid to the left, and he just starts yakking. Oh, He's nice! Throw it up. Throwing up. This lady steps right in front of him, and she's about to start her solo. It's like Dad grabs the kid. Walks him down the front and he's yakking down the stairs. <laughs> That's <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> Glory too. <laughs> she doesn't miss a beat. She just. I, oh, so honestly, That's sad. I can appreciate her move of just starting her solo and just go. She's probably one of the church mothers. She could be that kid's mom. She could be. The thing is, if you start that solo, they're expecting you to finish it. You don't have to clean it up if you're singing. That's true. You that's, know? that's actually not a bad it's point. It's a pro move. I, I, I just got to say. So is that where she ends up the song and does like some of these people with the national anthem and just like hits really long <laughs> notes at the end because she still sees the kid at the back of the sanctuary? I don't know. It's not long <laughs> enough, but it, it's really funny. I watched that video like seven times yesterday because I thought it was so... I mean, we got the church Christmas drama, whatever it is. It's it's the little kids doing yeah. the nativity story, and it's always very cute. You don't really know what's going on, but right. they're cute and they're yeah. kids, and it's great. My kid's the best actor up there. Kind oh, of yeah. Thing. oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, we got that at, at the church tomorrow morning, and it's like I was just thinking about that, like just a kid getting up there. Yakking, <laughs> just the show going on. It's funny, like as the kid walks down the stairs and starts starts puking again, the front row just like dodges. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Gosh, Riveting I, podcast. Content, well, I remember, but. I remember back when Chloe was little. Um, they had our, our pastor at the time. He he was telling a story, and it was some guy like. Cherokee Joe or something like that telling the story and so he he was up there talking to the kids telling the story and then gave him a coloring sheet with crayons and they went back and colored so Chloe gets back sits down she's coloring she's like huh I want some different color crayons so he's in the middle of his sermon and she just walks straight up there walks straight up on stage rifles through the crayons grab what she wants looks out at the crowd Waves and goes and sits right back down. <laughs> to this day, people still call her Cherokee Chloe. Cherokee Chloe. She's uh, like, I don't care. I need more crayons. I don't know what that's about, but I'm sure it's not PC. What? The, sto- the story? <laughs> no, the Cherokee oh. part of it. Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. It was. I mean, it was just. A, it was just a story. That's. But funny. you're right. I see what you're saying now. Um, I'm in the second, third. Feels like I'm just starting the second third of this stick. Me too. Um, it is more of that graham cracker, kind of dry baking spices in there. The retro hails almost died down. It's died completely down a lot. for me. I'm even it's getting some of that spicy. earthy nuttiness now. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Um, and that earthiness is coming from that Cuban tobacco for sure. Yeah. And uh, the bunda for me has turned more into. Like a white grape. It reminds me a lot of that same grape note that you'll find in like a super sweet Moscato. Hmm. But then the building of the the heat on your chest just feels great. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. It definitely has that kind of a a semi-sweet white wine kind of feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, 
is solid. So, Rob, this is our last podcast episode of 2022. Wow. What are your cigar predictions for 2023? Predictions. Predictions. What what do you think the trends will be in 2023? I really feel like some of the trending is going to be more brands are going to come out with smaller ring gauges. Okay. Despite what some people think. Okay. I feel like you're going to see more Lanceros coming out, more Coronas coming out. Um, and I think a lot of that comes from shops like us that promote that. Um, there are still old school shops. We won't name any names. It's like a couple guys. guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that they, they don't like them. And honestly, it's not because they don't like the cigars, I don't believe. I think it's more because... You know, they're big guys like us, and they make their fingers look skinny or look fat. Whatever. Whatever. But I'm in it for flavor. I really not feel looks. like the flavor of a Lancero is amazing, if done well. Um, yeah. I'm, I think you're going to see more of that. I mean, we're already starting to see several of the um, limited editions coming out, like the Kappa Special from um, Crowned Heads that was yeah. a Lancero. I think you're going to see more of that. Um, I think you're going to see a tick back in strength. Okay. Because um, yeah, for a while yeah. it has been. Let's put out the fullest body, yeah. full body we can. Spicy. That's what people want. Yeah, and I think the reason for that is uh, over the, over the last few years with you know so many more people smoking cigars now. I think they're they're realizing they need to get some more of the mild to medium cigars out there with some yeah. good flavor, so that they um, they hit the rest of the crowd because not everybody wants full body bombs every time they smoke. Totally. So you're going to start seeing a lot more in that mild, that medium, mild to medium range and a lot less in the medium to full range. Okay. I feel. And then. Pisinestasia, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, what do you think the next size of the warhead will be? Have they already mm. said? I don't think. They have not. I don't think not. I've seen it. Because um, the. So we went from a Toro. Oh, it's a Chur- Churchill. It was a Churchill was seven, and then now we're on a Gordo. It's a six sixty. The six was a Figurado. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. What I I could see Espinosa doing a um, a Corona Gorda if they haven't already. Okay. Because they do a lot of Corona Gordas. Yeah. Um, they've they've done a Lancero already. Which, by the way, I still have one. It was like one of the first two or three they did, and I'm babying it. Um, I could see either a Corona or a Corona Gorda being okay. the next one. Um, yeah. But who knows? I mean, I don't know. I think one of the things that we'll see next year is a whole lot more uh, sweet tip offerings mm-hmm. from people. I think you'll see these mild to medium cigars. That, that have been constants, like, honestly, I'm not saying it's coming, and I bet it probably won't. If the Aladino Classic had a sweet tip, that would sell like crazy. Well, and that's kind of what the Habano um, sweet tip is yeah, anyway, yeah. but it's more Corojo-based. But uh, st- I think we'll see more, more stuff like that of these premium and boutique brands putting out uh, sweet tip cigars. See, I'm not sure that's the case. Because 
we're still in that fight for sweet sweet cigars could die. That's true. And I think a lot of people are freaking out over that. And I don't know if they're going to invest I think any money. A, I think there's a distinction between infused and sweet and tips. I don't think there will be. Okay. I think if you call it sweet, they're going to they're gonna nail you. Gotcha. Um, so I, I don't know. It'll be interesting because I, I don't know where the legislation is on that right now. Um, if you don't know, um, the government's been trying to kill everything flavored in the in the cigar industry. They they got shot down on premium cigars, so they're going to go after something. They've already went hard after vaping, um, and they've all but killed vaping in a lot of ways. Yeah. Not yet, but they're it's on its way. I mean, I'll, I can see that being a big problem is the I, sweet stuff. I could see that coming, and I agree with you on the smaller ring gauge stuff. I think uh, next year we will see a uh, a ten by one hundred from Asylum. <laughs> you could. I, I mean, why wouldn't they? I yeah, mean, why would they're, they? They're selling them. Yeah, they did a nine by ninety. Let's let's see a ten by one hundred. You'll never see not. that in our shop. I hope not. Um, I think I think brands will start to focus more on on the smaller ring gauges what i'm excited to see next year though is some of these smaller brands where they only got five cigars seeing what they come up with Mm -hmm. like family by loyalty for me i would love to see that fenrir in a corona a lonsdale yeah that thing would be awesome yeah same thing with the frecky like those are my two favorites in their lines yeah. Nothing against the skull or any of the other ones, but yeah. those are the two that really hit my palate well. But I would be excited to see what comes of that. The other thing I think that you'll see is a lot more creative blending. That's what I was going with next. I yeah. don't think that uh, Mexican San Andreas over Nicaraguan binder and filler will be something that comes out next year. Uh, and like that's kind of been a. I don't know. Everybody's Everybody got one. one. Yeah. Everybody's yep. got one. And they all taste different just depending on where the tobacco is. But I think there'll be a lot more creative blending in that way. Yeah. And I think you'll see a lot more complex blending where you're going to have three or four different fillers. Yeah. You know, even double binders. Yeah. And stuff. And I think you're going to see a lot more of that too. And honestly, it's already happened. There's been several of them like that already in there. Um, but I think you're going to see more people playing with that because these master blenders, uh, there's a reason why they're called master blenders. Yeah. And when they start putting things together, um, it just becomes magical. And I think you're going to see definitely them. I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, if you if you already know what flavors you're going to do, why wouldn't you be that guy to say let's let's put some new things together and try it out? Now, one thing um, I started seeing a trend up last year and maybe year before of Peruvian tobacco. Yeah, haven't seen much lately, and I don't know if that's because maybe Peruvian tobacco is a little harder to get right now or what. Um, well, there is a portion of Peruvian in the Maldias. I know. I know, but there's just that one, and then there's one more that has Peruvian in there, and um, I just don't see it much anymore. Um, maybe I may be wrong. That could be something that they're gearing up for more more crops coming out. Speaking on that, I think Costa Rican could be one you see an uptake in. Could I be. had a uh, Costa Rican bureau from a Cigar of the Month club that I really enjoyed. I'm not saying the name of the Cigar of the Month Club because I can't support them. Um, yeah. But 
that cigar was just different. I enjoyed it because it was different. Right. And I think that there's something to that tobacco. Yeah. There's also brands next year that I think will be able to make a U.S. Puro. That was the other one I was going to go with. I don't know if we're going to if we're going to get to a really good U.S. Puro. The only one I can think of right now is the American by J.C. Newman. Yeah. And it's twenty some bucks, and it's okay. I mean, if you love it, that's great. But I do think there's going to be more U.S. tobacco used as fillers in cigars. And I know of a couple I mean, people are already working on thinking about for that, that right that, now. Uh, a Quavis that we that we got sent samples of. It was Alex. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think maybe Alex. Alex or Alex, the yeah. son of uh, Denise Lewis. and Lewis. Yep. Uh, he he made he blended a cigar that was a little take of, up in strength, and it had some Pennsylvania broadleaf in it, and yeah. that's different than the rest of their line. So. I really do think that creative blending is going to show through, and I think you will see an uptick in U.S. tobaccos. Whether that's for the better or not, we'll find out. We'll find out. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to see maybe some farms in in America start growing tobacco to be used for cigars and not cigarettes. Yes. And honestly, it would be smart on those farms to do so because I can't imagine tobacco being cheaper for a cigar than what they're growing for cigarettes. I mean, they're just basically growing burly and chopping it up in little pieces. Yeah. And I know it's a lot easier because you don't have to pay attention to the crop as much. It can be just, the leaves can be all beat up. You chop them up, no one knows. But with a cigar, they have to be. But, I mean, that whole American ingenuity, man, I think that you're going to have more of these farmers saying, let's let's perfect our crops and do something special. Yeah, and I, I mean, hope they do. Tobacco has been growing here Forever. forever, yep. I, I think I think tobacco. I don't know if it was brought over, but it's pretty close to a native crop. Cause yeah, you like the American Indians were smoking tobacco. Yeah, so it's uh, it, the Native Americans, you know. So I think it would be really interesting to see premium U.S. tobacco. I yeah. don't know that that'll come next year, but I think it will be something that could come. It's already being worked on, so I could yeah. see it coming next year, too. Um, there's that book I was telling you about that I'm reading. Um, it's um, the, the Cigar, I think it's what it's called, but it's um, From Seed to Soul. Okay. And um, I want to, uh, the first, the, the, let's make sure I do that. On the first episode of the year, I'll bring that book in. There's a couple of couple of paragraphs I, I want to read because I think it's really awesome. To, the Are way you good at reading word. out loud? Yeah, I think so. We'll find out. <laughs> uh, maybe not. We won't translate to Hawaiian pigeon. Oh, but we'll okay. see. Yeah. But um, I'm I'm normally good at reading out loud. Then you, you put it in Hawaiian it. pigeon and I'm just That's like, oh, yeah. my gosh. Well, that this, sounds stupid. Well, they're just talking, you know, like the way he terms things. Like he talks about there, there's, there's four ways to taste your cigar. First one is the aroma before you even light it up, just smelling it. Sometimes you get that barnyard, sometimes yeah. you get the cinnamon, stuff like that. And then you got the um, the mouthfeel, the taste inside the mouth, the thickness of the smoke, all those things that, that contribute to the body of the cigar. Then you got the retrohale, the retro olfactory, I think is what they call it. Um, and then you got your perceived, your perceptions of that. Your, tra- your brain then kicks in and says, oh, this reminds me of coconut cream pie yeah and you're like 
so it's a it's a memory thing. It's a and that's what kind of trains you. When you when you kick in the olfactory senses, it tends to pull out more of the tr the specific notes. Where if you're just smoking it, you're going to get savory. You're going to get um, maybe nutty. You're going to get you know very very vague notes. But once you kick it through the nose, you're going to get some more. Uh, and honestly, it ties it back to smell. Smell is the the number one reminder of anything. I mean, that brings you back to moments. That brings you back to things you've eaten or whatever. Yeah. And I think that's that's what's kind of nice. Now, not everybody retrohales. Not everybody wants to retrohale. Um, we try to get people to at least try it just to just to see what it is and what it does in a cigar. But not everybody can. Not everybody even wants to. Yeah. You enjoy the cigar the way you want to. But I want to talk about that a little bit more in, the, in one of our Absolutely. shows. Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be great. As I get more of it read, too. My last prediction for 2023 would be cigars that don't look their strength level. We were already seeing kind of a rise in that. Yeah. But what you see more of is lighter wrappers that are full-bodied. Yeah. I'm ready for a dark wrapper that's it's mild. Which, if you look back at Maduro's when they first came out, they were milder. Yeah. Um, but now, but then everyone's like, oh, that that chocolatey note tastes really good with a lot of spice underneath it, and they just kept building and, up. And I it agree. does. I think I think there'll be more of them. Um, I and I'm excited for that because. I mean, most of our dark cigars, other than maybe one or two, are stronger. Yeah, know, but they're at least medium to full. Uh, you can get you can get to a solid medium with a dark Maduro wrapper. I think the uh, La Creme is more medium bodied, and it's a Connecticut broadleaf. Yeah, so it's showing that I'm looking for something that is like you throw a Connecticut broadleaf on it, and it's in that mild to medium range, like. I just am intrigued to see that, and I'm sure somebody's going to do it well. Well, and I, I think there's another another thing we're going to see in 2023, at least I, I hope we do, um, and this is more geared towards cigar shops and cigar lounges. I feel like you're going to see more customer service provided at places like that. And I don't mean that they don't always do it now, but I, I've had so many um, shop owners and lounge owners come through here and just really praise us for the customer service we do here. Um, just down to details on the cigars, going in and talking to people, getting another palate, finding a great pairing with it. And not that some places don't do that, some do, but I think you're going to see more and more of that because as you get cigars that are light colored and strong or dark and mild, Someone needs to be selling those products. Otherwise, someone's going to walk in there and go, I want a strong cigar. I'm going to grab that one, and it's mild. They're going to be disappointed. Yeah. And I think you're going to have to see more selling, yeah. and not just selling to sell products, selling as in to explain the products better to people. Yeah. And honestly, that's the only way this, I think, lounges are going to really succeed is by doing more of that. Okay. My last and final trend for 2023 will be um, 21-year-olds getting into premium tobacco in cigars. And it's already happening here. We see it every day here now. Every day. I think there will be a rise in the number of young people in cigar lounges. I agree. And if they're not in yours, you should take a look around and see how you're treating people. Yeah. 
Yeah, because, I mean, it definitely takes a different kind of customer service. They want the interaction. They want the stories. They want to know what goes well with. They want to know how to cut it properly. Yeah. Um, I've already had four or five of those guys say, you know, would you ever think about doing a, a class for beginners? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, we do it every day, but, you know, they want to actually have someone to sit down with a group of them and show them how to cut and how to light how to retrohale, how to do those things, because they want the best experience on that. And this, I mean, just this last week, we had two people um, that I had to card, and their birthday was literally like a week before, and they just turned 21. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is the first cigar lounge I've ever been into. I'm like, awesome. You know, thanks for coming out here. And I, I, I totally agree. I think we're going to see a lot more young people trying it, because that's, that's one thing we're getting. The generation of young people now, we're getting past... A lot of those people that were like, you know, they look down upon drinking or they look down upon smoking. It's like, no, they want an experience now. They want to they want to try something new and they want to know what's so exciting about it. And you know what? Bottom line is, if they don't like it, you tried. That's why. I, I mean, in but most people in end up liking the it. new generation. See, like I would say, millennials on down value experience over. Uh, just traditional gifts or yep. experience over material property. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I think cigars and drinking and pairings bring that in together. Well, and, and long term on that, too, that's how they're raising their kids now. Yeah. And there, there's not a lot of that. We're going to get you 500 gifts at Christmas time anymore. It's going to be more of the, we're going to take you to something special. We're going to go do something special as a family. We're going to take you to an experience. And I think that's going to be the new trend if it hasn't already kicked in already. Yeah. Um, uh, people want that experience, and that's how they're raising their kids, which means the next 30 years, 40 years of cigar smokers, that's what they're going to want. Yeah. And if people don't pivot then a lot of these old-school cigar shops are just going to become dinosaurs. Absolutely. Because, um, I mean, I, I, I know of a lot of people that come in here, young people that come in here, and they've been to other cigar shops, and they're like, I felt like I was just being stared at like I was going to steal something, or no one would help me, or they looked down upon me because I wanted a sweet cigar. And I'm like, I'm like you got to get past that and realize that they're, you know, everyone's trying, and if you're not in there actually actively helping someone develop their palate, then why wouldn't they just grab a sweet cigar? Because they know it's not going to bother them. Yeah, and my thing is, is if it's your first time in, I'm probably going to sell you on a sweet cigar. Mm -hmm. That's what I started on. Like, I will sell you on a sweet cigar unless you smoked cigarettes. Yeah. Which is a question I will ask a young person, even though they're not of legal age. You know, it's just how it goes. Well, and I mean, the world we're in right now, a lot of young people have vaped. Yeah. And vaping is sweet. Vaping so they sweet. already know the sweetness. That's not a bad entryway into it. And then, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm still amazed at how many people come in here and they'll they'll smoke a Jacob's Ladder or something strong like that, and then they'll jump over and smoke a Fat Bottom Betty. I'm like, I don't know how you go back and forth. Some people do. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, smoke what you want, and, you know, if that's where you want to start, we'll definitely walk you through that process and I, uh, help you learn. Okay. I keep saying this is my last prediction. But I think this is for real my last, and then we probably got to get into the pulpit segment. Okay. But really, I think what you're going to see is a decline in sales of the acid line and a ton more of 
other infused stuff. We already like have. the Deadwood stuff. I know. We already have. But forever, that was it. And now people, people don't even want the acids. And uh, people ask me what they taste like: cinnamon and clove. What do they really taste like? Potpourri. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. I started on acids. I never did. I uh, that An acid blondie was my first one. Not the little tiny blondie, but the Robusto size one. And uh, that's what got me into cigars. And then I moved into the Asylum Sweet Tips. And then I got in on boutiques. and uh, Never looked back. Never really did. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. I, like... Even in my first couple months of smoking cigars, I'd smoke like a tobacco special every once in a while. <laughs> Just because they're so sweet. Yeah. It's like a dessert stick. I couldn't do it anymore, though. I I smoked one probably last year and about threw up. So. Well, and... And this this is will be my last prediction, too. Yeah. So this is more about a specific brand. Um, so... Swisher International bought Drew Estates. Now, Jonathan Drew is still involved with the process and a lot of that already, um, but they they bought it. And if you know Swisher Sweets, they're all about sweet cigars and stuff. Yeah. But with the FDA and everyone fighting so hard against it, I think what you're going to see is a resurgent of Drew Estates higher-end cigars. Which is needed. Because they kind of... After after Jonathan sold it, it seemed like the like the league the legal line the anniversaries were not quite what they were before, uh, construction wise whatever. Um, I think what you're going to see is they're going to start putting some money back into that because who knows if they get in the middle of the year and say nope can't sell them here anymore. Now, granted, they're they're international. They're still going to sell them all over yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah. But America is still the number one seller of all cigars. So. It's definitely one of those things where I think they're going to put a resurgence. You're going to see a resurgence of some great Drew Estate product. I hope. Because, oh. I mean, I used to love that Liga 9. That was one of my favorite cigars back in the day. And oh, that, smoked one. That was my Christmas cigar every year. For, I loved it. Since, I've been eight, since I was 18, that was my Christmas cigar. Well, in all honesty, um, you know, the price of the Ligas were always a little higher than what I wanted to pay. Yeah. But now, yeah. so it's like that, people look at that and go, oh, that's a gas station cigar. I'm in a lounge. I'm going to get something better. And that's what tends to happen. Yeah. So I get it. I, I agree. Similar, which they probably won't, but if they could, then I think they could have a major resurgence and yep. people aren't going to just be talking about dead wood and, and acids. But you're right. Acids here have dropped off a lot. And I think a lot of that's because there are other flavored stuff that tastes better. Yeah. And now, I, I mean, now you can buy acid every, was the only thing. Well, and you can buy acids at pretty much every gas station. Oh, if it isn't right. Hey, bud. How are you? How you doing, man? We are. Live? <laughs> live. No, not live. Not live, though. We should do a live sometime. We should. It takes a little bit more uh, manpower. I know. I know. You got to get a computer in here recording audio and syncing video. Also got to get my uh, GoPro going, don't I? Yeah. Did you get that? Not yet. Not yet. So, if you uh, have any way to sponsor the show... If you're a cigar brand, anything like that, and you want to sponsor us, um, we will, we're taking sponsorships Heck for the yeah. new year. Heck yeah. Uh, we'd like to upgrade the camera. And uh, we want to do, and th- that's one of the things, like, we, you've seen most of our stuff. We've done it here 
on the patio and different spots of the lounge. Um, one thing we, I think that we both want to do more in 2023 is some more stuff on site. Yeah. Um, we did a nice uh, video um, with just more of camera video and stuff like that at a, at a barrel pick we just did. Yeah. Um, we're definitely going to be posting. Well, that one will be posted before this one. Should be. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so we're, we want to do more stuff like that where we're actually going out and engaging and yeah. being more involved with the liquor side and the cigar side. Um, when I'm in Honduras, I'm hoping to be able to do some good video there and we could put together a little bit, a little video of the farm. Do a Honduras, Honduras recap thing. Yeah. And, uh, so we want to do more stuff like that. I mean, this really is more for us is, is fun to do because it, it makes us think, but also it's nice because we've had people now starting to watch and listen to this that are starting to come in and ask questions and try the pairings. And, you know, when we, when we talk about certain brands or we talk about certain, you know, liquors or something coming up, people come in and, and want to know more about it. And it just, it just creates a buzz for people to want to get more into this. Absolutely. And that's really our only goal here. Um, so hopefully this next year we can do some fun stuff. Yeah, that'd be great. And, uh, Hopefully by the time this is posted, we, we recorded a, a wood hat segment and that should come out as a special thing. I'm hoping the Wednesday after Christmas, which will be the Wednesday before this airs, um, that's just depending on the time that I have. Okay. Because I don't have time this week for it. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, but it should, you should be able to find it. If not the Wednesday before this airs, the Wednesday after. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and it will not be in podcast platform. Okay. Just because yeah, it's, it's not too much that. Video. It's not that interesting as a uh, podcast. Yeah, because there's the a lot of video that's done without we'll audio. Talking about there is barrel pick tips. Uh, what to expect on your first one, and also just talking about Wood Hat because uh, yeah. that's a wonderful craft distillery, and I hope we can get a pick with them for the shop. We will. Yeah, we will. I there, I seriously like. I know down the road for a hundred percent we're definitely going to do it if 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 Gary's got some available. I know he's got one he's going to have available for Will and the and the club, but I want to do an orange orange corn pick because that stuff at at six eight months old was already delicious. Yeah. I can't imagine what that's going to be like in four years. And by orange corn, what we're talking about is sweet corn. Is orange corn sweet corn? Yes. I didn't realize that. Yeah, that was... Uh, Interesting. I did not realize that. I that thought it was, was just another varietal of corn. So... You can say it on the air. Go ahead. So Josh Atkinson mentioned it to Gary. That, yeah. Uh, a certain distiller in Indiana was the only one using that and the only one to distill it, and Gary called him a liar for it. No, he, what, what was the exact terminology he said? I'm not saying it. <laughs> I'm not saying but, it. I'm not trying to throw anybody under no, the bus. And I will I'm say just, one thing. Gary was not – I mean, he was one of the nicest guys, and he would never throw anybody under the bus. It's a certain distillery that's older, and they're probably between 50 and 60. So uh, – I'm sure you catch my drift if you're anywhere connected to the bourbon space in Indiana, not throwing anyone under the bus, just laying out like it is. Yeah. Yeah. And and again, I mean, the stuff that Gary's doing is pretty special. Um, I I think that he has, he has a better grasp for grains than a lot of people do in this industry. And he's got the smallest little distillery you'll ever see. The thing that's crazy, and I know we, we're about to beat this dead 
that horse into the ground. He knows wood. Mm-hmm. And there's not, I mean, he used to work for ISC, Independent Stave Co., which is, they're one of the three big cooperages in the Club. U.S. Leave that one back on. Oh, is that what they want to watch? I thought they might want to watch the IU game. Okay, gotcha. Oh, yeah, no one wants to watch Never mind. that. Never mind. Never <laughs> mind. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Gary knows wood and... Gary knows wood. Gary, as stupid as that sound, he really he does. does. He makes wood hats. Yeah. Not he just turns, like cart. He, he turns, turns them. them. It's nuts. I would say if you ever find yourself. That dude's yourself, got a deep knowledge of everything. So. He does. If you ever find yourself, you know, St. Louis or, you know, just west of St. Louis, it's just look up wood hat. It's just like an hour west of St. Louis off 70. And just check them out, man. It, it's not much of a tour. No, there's three it'll take people you that five work minutes there. to yeah. get a tour, but no, it'll take longer than that because Gary will tell you stories, and well, his stories are amazing. Would. You will get so much knowledge, yeah, that you would never get from any other distillery, just from Gary, because he's been around the farming, he's been around the wood, and now he's into distilling and. I don't know. They yeah. they are as grain to glass as grain to glass gets, and they they're are. more so than most people that claim grain to glass. Yeah, I mean they're they have a combine and a tractor sitting right next to the distillery, yeah. and the guy that was mashing at the time when we were there was showing me a video of the day before him harvesting the corn that they were putting through the distillery yeah. or the still that day. Yeah, I'm like it was just pretty cool to see. They literally are just doing it all. And now they're doing small batch. They're doing 15-gallon barrels. But, man, they're putting out a good product. They really are. Um, Rob, what are you getting? I'm I'm into the final third on this for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's getting to be a little bit more on the the darker kind of notes. I think it's just because of the char. It's building up a little bit. Um, Definitely a little bit more black pepper on the nose, but not super strong. Definitely it, more earthy, a little of that, a little bit of that mushroomy kind of note to yeah, it, that maybe. Um, that umami's umami. there. Yep, yep. Um, that cinnamon is still there for me. It's like a, uh, it's like a graham cracker crust. Yeah. That you'd find on like a cheesecake or something like that. Not that there's any cheesecake qualities no. to this, but it, it's kind of no. But that when you take a sip vibe. of that whiskey after that, um, it definitely leans you towards that kind of cheesecakey kind of sweetness. Um, it's got that cr- little bit of creaminess to it, but you still get that lemon peel, and yeah. it's just really, really nice pairing. I, I think I've it been is, this and, one a lot. and it's uh, definitely different than our normal pairings, just because of the whiskey that we're pairing it with. Right. A lot of times we get into the, like, a lot of those darker sugar notes, um, and that could be present if you paired this cigar with a different whiskey. I think it'd go great with that four-gate Kelvin collab. I think so, too. That would be stellar, and that would get you into those dark fruit, those darker fruit notes. Uh, Elijah Craig barrel-proof, too. But mm-hmm. this, as odd as it sounds, is almost refreshing and, like, clean on your palate. Very clean. I mean, it, it, a scotch will do that to you a lot of times, but the thing about this one is being so high-proof, it... It's a different kind of clean. It's a, you need more? Yeah. It's just, it's just got a, all the flavor. I mean, you're still getting the, the buildup of the heat in the chest. I guess this would be a 
a space side hug, not a space Kentucky side, hug. Yeah. But it's um, definitely definitely a beautiful bottle. Um, like I said, I'm pretty sure I, I saw MSRP is between 90 and 100 bucks on it. Um, I can't tell you if I've ever seen it in a liquor store. Um, typically, um, Indiana liquor stores, at least, their scotch selection is mostly subpar, and they okay. have the big dogs, and most of them are the so, 80 to 90 So, real quick, proof. here's where I go for scotch in Indiana. Okay. I will go to Elite Beverages. Elite Beverages, you can find all of the Brooklady Distillery stuff that, like the Port Char- Charlotte. They got a lot of uh, Ardbeg and Lafroig. All, all the Ardbeg and the Lafroig. Lagavulin. And, and you can find the Lafroig 10 cash strength there all the time. Which is delicious. It's, if you like Pete, you got to like Pete. That's, that's one of my top bottles, like, of all time. Seriously, and it's so readily available, but you have to like Pete for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, the other place that I would look is Vine and Table. They have a good scotch. Vine and Table has probably the best so- scotch selection around. Maybe Total Wine. I haven't shopped at Total Wine that much for scotch. I haven't looked at their scotch selection yet. But, uh... Vine and Table, they are sadly a big red company. And if you're confused why I say sadly, just come in and talk with me sometime. Yeah. Uh, but they... But they've stayed with the Vine and Table model for the most part. Yeah. And the other thing is, if they have a bottle open, you can try it before you buy it. And they have hundreds of bottles open behind yeah. their bar. So you can go there and you can get the Octomore and all those other things. So I'm sure they'd have a Bunda there. I'm sure they would too. They, Another one that If actually, you're looking for like community release scotches, Vine and Table is your best bet. Yeah, and I, I would say, um, and not not that they have a vast Real selection. Quick, community release is the barrel, is the bourbon barrel pick equivalent of what scotch does. Gotcha, okay. Um, another one that I think has a good selection of unique scotches, maybe not a huge selection, is Cons. Cons okay. down off of Keystone. Um, it, they they don't have a, as big of a selection, but they also have some that I went in there and I'm like, oh, I haven't seen that oh, on the shelf here. Speaking before. of a unique selection, Storied Company, and I've not been there yet. Okay. I want to get there. Yeah, they're downtown, um, and they they don't have a whole lot of bottles, but what they do is quality. And Jeff Love and, goes there quite a bit, right? Yeah, shout out so to shout Jeff, out to Love. Jeff Love. Um, Storied Company is the place to go for more unique offerings. They have some of the shelf staples there. Yeah. And they also have a bar where you can try before you buy. And that's becoming more of a thing in Indiana. Um, you, you have several places that are doing that now. I know Ray does that down in rural. Um, and I don't know if he's a try before you buy or if he's just a bar. I think he may just be a bar. So he does have try before you buy for all of his barrel picks. Gotcha. And then his bar, he has allocated products there. Gotcha. Now. And some shelf staples. And I would say if you are going there, go there during the day and you might want to carry your firearm. Just saying. It is on Rural <laughs> Street in downtown Andy. Yeah. I am. I have literally been in there, um, and somebody was shot out in the street in front of it. And I'm not saying this to tell you not to go. Oh, but everybody w- goes when, there. When that happened, they were very kind to me, and we like you couldn't get anywhere because there were so many cop cars. 
So I ended up hanging out with Ray in the back room, and he was popping bottles and drinking with me. Yeah. And like... And that's one thing I will say about Ray. Ray is a very genuine, generous guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's the one that I that gave me pours of Pappy 23 and 15 that I'd never had before. Gave me a, the, a pour of Heaven Hill 30-year-old. Granted, if you go there... Don't ask for those don't ex- things. Don't expect that. That's going to be yeah. a special occasion. But seriously, when I was there, somebody got shot out in front of the store, and they were like, hey, you probably shouldn't leave right now. There's no way for you to get out. Uh, why don't you just go hang out in the back? Ray brought out some Four Roses picks. He also brought out an old uh, Owa screw top, uh, antique 107 screw top pick that he there you had. Go. And uh it, it was just fun. Like, nobody was getting hammered back there, but it was just kind of like, hey, check these out. Yeah, something you never try before you get a try. That's nice. Um, I will say something else that I've been hearing, and this 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 came from distributors, so I, I feel like there's a little bit of weight behind it. Um, if you're if you're getting new into whiskey or if you're just one of those guys that like to, to grab hard-to-find bottles, the rumor has it that... A lot of these distilleries, especially the Sazerac brand distilleries, yeah. are going to start flooding the market early 2023. And I'm already seeing it. I am, I've too. I've seen a lot more Buffalo Trace and Eagle Rare and some of the things that were almost impossible to find in Indiana over the last couple of years. Yeah. That they're starting to show up here. So you're probably going to see a lot more of that product out there. Uh, at MSRP, that's the thing. The beautiful thing about Sazerac and what they're doing with their uh, 2023 picks is they have allocated a ton more barrels to picks than they have to batched bottles. Um, so I don't know what that's saying about age statements on those things, but what yeah. I am going to tell you is if your store gets a barrel pick of something you've been looking for, that increases your chances of getting a bottle tenfold. Yeah. Whereas the store might have gotten like two cases of Stag Junior. I guess now it's just Stag. When you buy a barrel pick, you're talking about 200 bottles. Yeah. So it, if they're not flooding the market, they're spreading it around a lot more equally. Yeah. Which is a wonderful thing to see. It is very good because I mean, if you, I mean, just like Weller, for example, you know, Weller, you can go to Ohio and get Weller all day long. Yeah. You can't find Weller here. I mean, it's hard to even find regular old special reserve yeah. in Indiana. Um, but I, I have heard that that's coming, and I've already seen pictures showing up on on um, all the social media pages of all the people showing all the stuff on the shelves already. Yeah. So I think it's already here, but from what I've heard, 2023, they're, and the big thing I've heard, the reason why they're doing it is they're trying to kind of knock down the flippers from buying Eagle Rare and selling it for 150 bucks or something stupid like that. Yeah. So like, hopefully that happens. Um, we'll see. I mean, I'd love to be able to get some more of their products on the bar here. I'm not pushed hard because I'm, kind of pissed at the way they do things well but it uh, is what it is the allocation system is illegal and one, it's totally wrong and uh two it's just a hard game to play because it is a game you have to play if you're a if you're a small fish and oh, a yeah. big fish market like indiana yeah exactly indiana liquor stores are owned by three people indiana liquor group big red and now it's like total wine Total wine. Elite beverages is around here, but they're a small fish. They are. They're now they they are going out and buying up some of the small 
um, liquor stores and becoming elite beverage, which just increases. Noble Wine's another one that's that's starting well, to be a little Indiana bit more. Well, they're Indiana Liquor Group. That is Indiana. Okay, that's right. Yep. That's right. So you're starting to see more of these these brands buying up more liquor stores, which means you're going to get better selections at most of those liquor stores too. So, well, we won't beat that anymore. So, you good for? I'm good. I think I've said what I need to on this, okay. and I'm done with it. Cool. So. Well, thanks again, guys. Again, this pairing will be available for the next week. Um, I'm going to be getting more bottles coming in hopefully next week for this, and we'll be ready to to offer this pairing. The pairing will be in the low 30s with the discount. Yeah. Um, every day you're looking at $37 for the pairing. Uh, it's a little higher dollar pairing than a lot of the ones we've done. But it's definitely one of that celebratory pairings if you want to sure. have something nice to do for, for New Year's Eve. Yeah. We are going to be open New Year's Eve till 9 o'clock. We're closing right at 9 because we're going to have a, um, a private party at 9 o'clock on. But um, we'll be open all day that day. So if you want to come in and try it, come on in and get it. Yeah, please give it do. Give a chance. So. Well, thanks again, guys. And you can follow us on Instagram at Final Third Cigar. We're on YouTube. We're on all the podcast platforms. Yeah. Come check us out. And you can follow Isaiah at the Whiskey Pastor. Yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. And we will see you next time. Cheers. Cheers. And Happy New Year. Yes. Yes.